Welcome to the Gold Advantage, your number one destination for all esports betting insights and chatter. My name is Scoot. I'm here with Nikita and Chris, and we're ready to give you our picks. Hey, everyone. I see Nikita here. Um, since this is the first episode, I guess we should go around and introduce ourselves. I'm a very long time fan of esports. I've been following it for about 15 years, if not a little bit longer, uh, going from game to game and just tracking everything. Try to parlay that knowledge and experience into uh, money, basically, by gambling and insight. Uh, what about you, Chris? I am just a habitual gambler. And so I am leveraging Scott and Nikki's valuable insights, pushing them to make bets that they are not ready or comfortable to making, but just need the hype and energy necessary. So um, I'll be the one making sure that all the bets are placed and then, you know, you'd be wise to fade most of them, if not all of them. Um, I'm, I'm Scoot. I already introduced myself at the, at the top of the podcast. Uh, hugely interested in the CDL. Um, still getting in the swing of things with League of Legends, I'd say. I'm definitely a CDL expert of sorts. Uh, definitely the young gun on the podcast as well. Um, and, you know, I'm here to give you insights regarding that and eventually Counter-Strike into the future as I was a fan of that prior just never had a nice enough computer to compete at a high level. Yeah, Counter-Strike is all about the PC. That's why it runs on potatoes in Eastern Europe. Um, if ever I've heard someone blaming their equipment, Scooter is definitely our young gun. We like to call Chris Big Money Blivens because he loses us the most, but it's good fun. Yeah, I know. It's Big Money Blivs. Well, why don't you give us an overview of what uh, what it is all about? What are we about, Chris? Yeah, so here we are. We are looking to help make you the audience capital off of esports betting and so we're really going to be focusing on league of legends where nikita has his expertise and focus um, the cdl where scott has his passion and focus um, but we'll be dabbling around all games where wherever there is an opportunity for some you know insights and some level of edge that we can gain we're going to be betting big small medium but a lot of big that is exactly it. I think, uh, unfortunately, at the moment, the CDL has just finished its last home series. And we're going on a break before we get to uh, the playoffs. But I don't know, Scoot, do you want to give us a little bit of a overview of what's happened and uh, where we're going into? Yeah, I mean, it's been a wacky season since going online, right? Like, there's been a lot of stuff that people didn't expect, some disconnects from matches and some no changes in the rule set regarding that which is, you know, all all up in the air at the end of the day, and I hope to see some rule, rule changes going to the champs. But overall, I mean, we've seen your top four teams uh, just kind of dominate, and after the June Mutineers just made their run and established themselves as top, top four, it's just been like that since, and nobody's been really able to challenge it. We've seen the Subliners win a home series and the Ultra win a home series, but nobody's able to crack the top four points list. And so going into champs, these teams – Top two have buys, and the other two start in the winner's bracket. Um, so, I mean, we'll see. It's FaZe, Empire, Mutineers, and Huntsman. We're looking for them to probably pull it out at the end of the day. Uh, they've been most consistent here and there, and I think the meta favors all of them the most. So, well, I mean, saying that... Well, sorry, go for it, Chris. Well, from what I witnessed last weekend, I think Huntsmen are probably near the bottom of the table, you know, just habitually underperforming, so absolutely be betting against them on map one coming out of the weekend they are trash on hard point when they're starting a weekend 
Um, on top Christ. of that, the Surge and our beloved Octane, while he knows how to perform, his team doesn't. And so I'll be absolutely hammering any team that goes against them. And as long as the Ultra aren't cheating against, you know, Dallas and FaZe, I think those are kind of two teams that we can kind of consistently bet for. And so, you know, COD, quite quite predictable, to be honest. I know I know all my COD fans that have been watching, or that are listening right now, that have been watching COD for long enough, know that we will see Champs Form will come out. Um, Chris's lack of faith in the Huntsman will, he will pay the price for that eventually. Uh, it's upcoming. Champs Formal, Champs Scump. I don't think you want to bet against that one. I don't think they come out slow. I think they figure it out. And I think they actually put on a better performance than they have all year. That's just the standard for those guys. That's what they do. I think, Chris, uh, yeah, I kind of, I, I semi agree with you, but then I think it went way too hard. I think COD recently has been anything but predictable. You know, the early couple of days, we've been doing pretty well. But then the upsets, you know, ultra completely, unfortunately, ruining us a little bit on uh, uh, the Sunday there. And who would have seen the subliners taking it? Um, so things, I think the online, if we were on land, I definitely think the top four would be way more dominant. Um, with things being online, it suddenly just kind of skews things and opens things up. And someone out there is probably laughing all the way to the bank with that ultra and that subline wins. Yeah. And I mean, now you have three or some odd weeks to study every single VOD of your opponents and everybody has to restructure their search and destroy and just figure their shit out better. Um, that's what you've seen the lower tier teams like Paris do. They figured out how to play search and now they're ripping maps off people. And then that just momentum just goes into a respawn, right? Like that's how it goes. Um, search and destroy an important game mode. Definitely underrated. Momentum swing there. Game mode that is not underrated is Dom. That game is a complete toss up. Makes no sense. I don't even understand why that's part of the CDL, but that's a different topic. Spawns are busted. Thank you, Joe Seacott. Yeah. I mean, there are a lot of issues there, but I guess like, look, all right, let's move on from that. As we said, there are issues with COD at yeah. the moment, especially around the competitive integrity, lack of support kind of coming from Activision. But what's new there? Uh, we'll still have to wait and see. Nonetheless, when it comes back, we will definitely be covering it. And I am excited to have it. Playoffs, all of that, I think will be great. But what we are here to talk about is League of Legends, which is happening this weekend. We're getting close to the end of summer split across the globe. Uh, so the teams need to really step it up and start performing. The ones that want to make it to playoffs. I mean, there's some bottom ranked teams like in North America that like Immortals and stuff are definitely not going to make it. But we've seen a resurgence and like performance from teams like 100 Thieves, GG that are doing well. And they're starting to take wins off of the top top teams uh and the teams that kind of had a slow start are starting to drop out like g2 they definitely want to make it they're sitting on six but they've got to perform they can't afford really to just start throwing away uh wins that they should be taking quite easily uh because otherwise they might not make playoffs and that will definitely mess up their plans what it i mean you guys have been following it scott i know you're saying you're a bit shaky on it but i i think you're just being way too uh hard on yourself i think you've got a pretty good grasp of it what are your thoughts so far i mean i've definitely understood it better i think overall we've had a lot of success in the lec uh betting the upset um from what i've seen and now paying attention to the league of legends like a lot more uh that's just kind of how the season's gone it seems in the lcs that teams at the top are more on top of their shit right like they're just getting their shit done they're winning games there's definitely still upsets there 
as it's a short season and like records don't always reflect like how teams are playing or like how teams match up against each other. But I mean, it's just been more standard across the board, right? Yeah, I think I think that's fair enough, Chris. I don't know. You have pretty strong feelings. I feel about uh, going uh, against the the favorites in in the LEC. Yeah, I mean, if you just go back, you can consistently see that upset. It's it's the upset city. Every t- every week, you're seeing multiple multiple upsets, um, and the odds are just too good to be picking the favorites. So you know, and then we'll cover this obviously in depth, but. Consistently last week, you see Mad Lions getting upset. You see Schalke, who's bottom of the table, has no business even honestly being even in the LEC at some point, but then goes on and rips off a 2-0 weekend. And so, you know, where if you're just able to blanket the upsets throughout the week, I think you're going to be ending up in the green in a, in a considerable way. I don't want this to come off like we're saying blanket the upsets in the LEC. Um, but to Chris's point, when there's value there, there's value there because it can just happen at any time is what we've seen this season or this split, I guess. Um, wait, so, Scott, I mean, wait, Scott, can you repeat that? When there's value, there's value. No, that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying when there's an, <laughs> when there's value on an upset. So when you're like over two, four, two, five, or like around three, it's worth betting on because it's just very possible in the LEC from what we've seen. That's what I meant. Just to clarify. I mean, like, to be fair, we have actually done, we haven't been taking blanket upsets, but if you had, you would be making money just because of some of the outrageous ones. I mean, obviously, we're here to kind of give you some insight. There are upsets that you just don't expect to happen, but that's what we said about Schalke versus G2. And hey, guess what? Schalke won. So at the same time, I think there's a, there's a big there's a big case to be kind of made for that. Um We'll have to see. I don't know. That's it. But like this weekend is going to be an important one. What are you guys keeping an eye out for? I mean, we could target the LEC first. Um, personally, I'm looking at the Vitality and G2 game with some hard eyes, hard eye emoji, if you will. Uh, G2 at three or Vitality at 3.05 is just too good for the way G2 has been playing this season. Um, and I mean, if we look deeper into that game, we have first Baron for Vitality at 3.0 odds, which in my eyes makes no sense. I think, let me let me check the current odds. Um, I mean, just to kind of step in there for you, Scott, just to give the audience a little bit of a taste, like Vitality, 5-8, and eight. G2, 6-7. and seven. For there to be 3-0 in the Vitalities, like as that big of underdogs, just makes no sense. Um, G2, obviously, we know the pedigree. We've seen their success in the past. But that isn't what we're betting on. We, we don't bet on pedigree. We bet on statistics. We bet on performance. And that is just a massive amount of value for how close that game actually is. I mean, yeah, it's about current trends. But if we're looking at current trends, you also have the uh, first Baron rate for Vitality at 62% in comparison to G2 Esports at 15%. And for that stark of a difference, and Vitality is the underdog at 3.0, I mean, you're essentially 85% chance to triple your money. <laughs> so I like those odds. I mean, it's definitely worth taking. Like, yeah, everybody likes those odds. Why would you not? I mean, that is huge. But then that that also, like, I, I think I agree with you. That That's just such great value. And, you know, the stats are there, and we're looking at it. I, I don't doubt that. But 
are you not worried about G2 turning it on because they have to lock in that that sixth to fourth place? It's not that easy. Like, I'm sorry. It's not that easy. You can't just, it's not a switch, right? Like in sports, this habitually happens over and over again. When a team takes a long time off because they think that they're better and then just getting the team to get back into motion, it doesn't work that way. That just isn't how sports is. And so I would be significantly concerned if I was G2, um, you know, they need to get their shit together. I mean, we're more concerned about this if it's a playoff match, right? Like, we're not there yet. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it's possible, right? Like, they were a top-tier team before. Um, if they return to form, sure, they smoke Vitality. But Vitality's been aggressive on the Baron. Um, they're one of the top teams in, in terms of the rate. So, I don't see them losing that, and I think that's a good bet. Just off the road. Yeah. No, I agree. And I think like the like you said, you know, the odds on that are just so generous for something that could be way closer. Um, it's definitely the, and those are the upsets like in a traditional in a perfect world. Yeah, there's no way G2 is losing to Vitality G2, the most dominant team, etc, cetera, etc. Cetera. That's why the odds are so good on Vitality. And that's why we're seeing t- a fa- team favorites uh being lower ranked than the best in the league and yet getting high, better better odds which makes no logical sense um but there's obviously that bias and that fear of like hey well what happens if they yeah, perform think, but that's exactly the value that, that's where you jump in and get right it. to that point like is g2 going to beat team vitality more likely yes but is it at a clip of three times more likely i don't think so i think there's just inherently a ton of value there on the vitality upset but also to sky's point the first baron stats don't lie and so if you if you're if you want to hedge and not if you still think g2 is going to win you don't want to pick the full upright upset going in and like diving into those statistics around just the consistency that vitality's had on the first baron is a smarter play and you're still getting the same odds yeah I think I think that's that's a really smart play there, and I think we've seen that also where these matches have been a little bit crazier, and there's definitely been the teams that are losing that are getting the first dragon, first baron, first blood, and so on, and they're not able to close it out, and that's where sometimes experience comes in. Chris, you want, I don't know, you want to jump in? Like, what what's your pick of the week if we're looking at the LEC? Yeah. So again, looking at value, looking to not be betting on teams that people have a boner for but rather looking at the statistics <laughs> to see how teams are performing the number one team in the league rogue despite what people may think that it's g2 it's not it's actually rogue and mad lions they're tied at 10 and 3 are underdogs against fanatic um nikki i i know that i don't follow this day in day out but can you somehow explain to me why rogue the number one team is getting 2.02 odds against fanatic I mean, you know what? Like, it, it blows my mind a little bit, especially how good Rogue have been looking. Yeah, they lost last week to G2, but they were winning that match. And I would say, you know, uh, Perks, uh, sorry, Caps' play to steal Baron was a very lucky play. And Rogue maybe got a bit complacent and kind of gave, gave uh, G2 an opportunity to jump back in. So I kind of put more of that onto rogue uh not keeping the eye on the ball and g2 getting a bit lucky but nonetheless up until that point they were looking really good i also suspect that g2 is just trying to take it easy uh and not burn out so much Fnatic is not doing that like g2 has won for the last two and a half years and it hasn't really been that close Fnatic are trying to compete and 
they were they're bringing their A game, and yet they're sitting seven and six. That's three losses behind Rogue. I don't honestly, I don't get it. I think there's a huge bias there, and you should absolutely try and exploit that. Especially, I think when you look at the stats. Yeah, well, that's where exactly where I was going to go. And then drilling down a little bit even further, right? You have Rogue coming in at a cool eighty-five percent of first tower victories um, versus Fnatic at forty-six percent. You you have a one point seven nine odds there. And then from a first Baron percentage, you got again first Baron for Rogue being sixty-nine percent, which is I think on par with our good friends over at uh, Vitality, um, which is just sixty-two. So again. Getting 2.02 odds in the first Baron of Rogue, it's 69% versus 31% for Fnatic. Again, just like, I love it because there's just so much value, but I just want to put my entire mortgage on this. It's incredible. It's huge, but it's also, we're seeing it because, and sorry, let me just jump. Sorry, Scott, just want to say it. If you look at the standings, you have Fnatic and SK that are seven and six. They're both tied. They have the same score. That, so why is SK not the favorite then? You know, you're looking at these other ones, SK versus Rogue, suddenly SK has like 2.52 odds. So there's a massive bias there when these teams are in the same rankings, the same standing, statistically Fnatic terrible, but Rogue is the underdog. Insane. To speak more on the first tower percentage thing, the discrepancy gets even wider when you look at three towers because you have Rogue at 92% and Fnatic at 31%. And I just think that speaks to rogues better early game and that's shown by their early game rating which is a 63.2 over fanatics 54.3 which is a 10 point spread and throughout the league you maximum i think have a 30 point spread and that's between rogue and vitality um and i mean rogues early game is the best in the league right now based on ratings so can't really like i said hammer this shit out of rogue Absolutely. I, I couldn't agree more. I think that that's a huge disparity. And it, it just shows that obviously the people setting the bets are uh, making mistakes. They're, they're not, they're biased, which is normal. They're human. But this is exactly why you want to listen to us. You want to jump in. You want to hear the takes because we're finding this stuff out and we're trying to really drill down and find these opportunities. Um, I'm excited to kind of see how it goes. We'll have to kind of continue looking for those. But I think from, from myself, we're looking a lot at uh, LEC. I think if I'm going to look over the pond at the LCS now, this traditionally has been a lot more, I think, standard uh, in terms of the way just the favorites are typically winning a lot. Um, but from that point of view, I'm looking at the TSM versus Cloud9. Now, do I think Cloud9's the number one team? Yeah, I, I don't think, I think they're still very high up. I know they've lost a few matches. I think it's because they're trying to uh, handicap themselves to see what they can do. But TSM is a team that has been inconsistent, but nonetheless, it's definitely uh, potentially a top team, but they are at 3.05. I think that is such incredible value for, for a TSM if they play traditional and they do well and C9 tries something crazy again. That upset can absolutely happen. I think that's huge. Um, otherwise, you know, we're looking at maybe Golden Guardians versus CLG. There's a great one against statistically. Golden Guardians are getting the first dragon 71% of the time. CLG is getting it only 36% of the time. The disparity there is pretty significant. And the odds are 1.69. Uh, it seems 69 is very prevalent at the moment. Hey, yo. Um, couldn't help that. Uh, I love that. And you shouldn't be limiting yourself, I think, to uh, 
the the main regions i know we've been looking at it what's a region that has been paying out really well for us guys i mean like that's i feel like one region more than any the other. pcs there we go the pcs Pacific championship it is huge, and I don't think people are paying attention to it. Uh, without a doubt, my favorite team, my favorite bet to put down is on Team Alpha, who is getting first blood 93% of the time. And like today, oh, it's tomorrow actually, they're playing against Resurgence, who only get it 40% of the time. That's a 53% difference, and we're far enough into the season that this is consistent, and yet you're still getting 1.67 odds. That is just free money right there. I mean, yeah, you can't argue with the man. He's got his numbers down pat. PCS has been generous to us, though. I think we've made a lot of money there. Um, I also think it's a league that's, you know, there's less attention paid to it. So you're going to have more of your statistical discrepancies that are not reflected in lines, and that's where you make your money. And we love that. So (laughs) don't have a problem there. Not at all. I think that's really great. I think so. But overall, like, people definitely, I think, need to – really consider the the upsets in the lec because i think there's a lot of opportunity there and if you have that knowledge you know there's a lot of people that i think maybe are looking purely from a stats point of view but they have to remember that the teams are making changes especially in the lcs that's where we've seen uh, a resurgence of like eg who swapped out Huni in the top lane. I'm a huge Huni fanboy. Uh, I think when they're playing around him and not putting him on a karma, they're a team that can definitely, and should be in the top four. Uh, 100 Thieves is another one. And Scott, you are you are big on 100 Thieves, especially First Dragon 100 Thieves. Listen, I uh, started out loving the 100 Thieves brand, but yeah, no, I've been a huge First Dragon person for 100 Thieves. I don't think I'm in for that one this week, unfortunately. Um, is that because you got burned last week? Because last week you was you were hammering it. You were telling us, "Oh, don't worry, it's, it's a lock. It's a lock. It wasn't a lock." Listen, <laughs> you get burned, but you gotta you gotta remain in faith. It's not because of that. It's because FlyQuest is also super aggressive. But I do think the odds for the overall matchup are pretty good. Um, I think we're looking at two fairly balanced teams in play style. But Hundred Thieves is the underdog at two point five two. They also have added contracts in the jungle and Poom and support. So, I mean, it really could go either way, right? Like, they're both extremely aggressive. 100 Thieves was a top four team previously in the prior split. Um, just looking for them to return to that form, and they need to do do so now. We're getting near the end of the season, so it's time to go. Yeah, I, I think I agree with that. I think, unfortunately, this week, you know, this you guys haven't been around for our last couple of calls over the last, like, three or four weeks. We have been absolutely hammering each other chris hates surge me and scott maybe got a little bit too confident there we had a whole debate this week it just seems so so amicable but i can promise you that uh it gets a, a lot more intense normally and chris what, what are your thoughts on lcs anything anything interesting there for you again i just focus on value right i think golden guardians who are not a bottom barrel team they're not immortals they're not team dignitas they're not clg they're actually middle of the table, seven and seven, to be getting four point four odds against Cloud Nine. Like again, I know Cloud Nine, but just is there a chance that they lose? Absolutely. And so throw a little unit of uh, of capital on those guys. Um, exactly. 
I think uh, that basically wraps it up for now, guys. As we said, we definitely will be covering the Call of Duty League when it comes back. We'll probably do a couple of shows maybe in the run-up to cover all of the spicy shit that's happening on Twitter, all of the banter, and some of the swaps in and out because those things really have a big impact, I think, on the league. The main thing you guys need to do if you're listening is to follow us on Twitter. The handle is at gold underscore advantage. We tweet out some of our picks daily when we're Friday, Saturday, Sunday. You can jump in on that. We did it last week. If you had followed us and done that, you would have made a lot of money. We have some amazing gifts coming out from Chris. Got to credit him with that. So it's just been so fucking entertaining. And I promise Scott, Scott promised me he's going to start learning Dota 2. So we'll Dota be trying two? to bring some Dota 2 matches to you Counter as well. Counter Scott, Scott needs Counter to focus. Absolutely Counter not. I, don't, I have no clue what's going on in Dota. Less than league. Scott, you've also created a Discord, haven't you? Um, we're working on it. We're in the process. I need to structure it out a little bit more, but we will be plugging that discord on our Twitter, uh, upcoming. So yeah, we're, we're on the way there, but definitely follow the Twitter at gold underscore advantage. Um, you'll see all of our picks and you'll see Chris's, in my opinion, shitty gifs. Um, oh my God. No, no, dude. Like, no, we're not. We're going to edit that shit out. It's gifs. It's gifs. It's honestly, it's G is just, it's G. I, I don't know. I don't know if I can be on a podcast with you. It's gifs. It's not gifs. It's gifs. I love it. All right. Wrap it up, guys. See you next. Wrap week. it up. We done. See you next week. Uh, yeah. Thank you for listening. Uh, see you next week. Follow the Twitter at Gold Underscore Advantage. We'll plug it one more time for the boys. Thank you for listening again. Adios.